You are listening to Pioneers at Work podcast, episode 14. Welcome to Pioneers at Work podcast, a place for trailblazers to learn about blazing your trail, owning your journey, and having the right tools in your backpack to lead the life of your choosing, and a place to believe that you have everything you need to make a difference in the world. In this first of a two-part episode of Pioneers at Work podcast, I chat with my friend, Jody Flynn, of Women Taking the Lead. Jody and I cover so much territory as we talk about what is a pioneering mindset. In that conversation, we cover courage, making progress, speaking up, no regrets, and so much more. Listen in to the first of this two-part conversation with my friend, Jody Flynn. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Pioneers at Work. This is going to be a great conversation today because I have with me my friend and a colleague, Jody Flynn of Women Taking the Lead. She's an executive leadership coach, podcaster, author, speaker, and workshop facilitator. Companies and women leaders hire Jody to deliver the skills needed to thrive in senior leadership. She is the host of the critically acclaimed Women Taking the Lead podcast and an Amazon bestselling author with her book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. She is the president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference, and that is how I started my relationship with Jody, being on the board with her, and has been featured in Entrepreneur and Forbes magazine. Jody, thank you for being here today. Ellen, I'm so excited you invited me. And for those of you listening, like I'm excited to to dive into our conversation today. It's something we both get jazzed about, and I think it's going to be super valuable for those who are listening. Yeah, so do I. Um, and so, as you know, the topic we're going to talk about today is the idea of pioneering mindset. And what does that actually mean? Obviously, this podcast is called Pioneers at Work. So I thought it'd be fun for us to kind of bat around like this idea of what is pioneering mindset. And the very first thing that came to my mind, I'm really interested in knowing if this resonates with you, but it's this idea of a good dose of courage to be a pioneer. What do you think? I agree. I think for most of us, it is going to take getting out of our comfort zone to be a pioneer. Because when you think about a pioneer, they're forging new territory. And how many of us are comfortable with that? Like completely stepping into the unknown to explore, you know, to, to make your way, to carve new paths, you know, so get, you can't, stay comfortable. You can't stay with the tried and true. You have to try out different things and that can be scary. So when you take action in the face of fear, that is very much courage. Now, Ellen, I also don't want to overlook the people who are just fearless as well right. and just dive right in. They exist as well, but that is courage, right? There is a distinction. So for those of us who are not completely fearless, are not um, comfortable with being highly visible and outspoken, right? Which you have to be as a pioneer. Um, 
you know, it's going to take some courage, right? And that's okay. Like, it's okay to be a little nervous, a little afraid as you're moving forward. Yeah. And I think that idea of recognizing it, you know, consciously thinking, you know what, I am nervous. I am a little scared, but I'm going to find that courage in myself to really move forward and not, ex- I don't want to say embrace it, Jody, but it's to right, say, okay, I know I'm feeling this right now. How am I going to keep that forward momentum in a way that makes me stronger? Because for pioneers, right, they've got to always be looking ahead and saying, what's that next thing that I've got to, I've got to tackle? What's that next obstacle that I've got to like remove from my path forward? Because they're the first and they may be encountering things for the first time that no one else has ever encountered. Yes. And you point to something that's really important. It's that moment of reflection. Fear is a valid emotion, right? It's a signal that, okay, something different is about to happen. This is not something I'm familiar with and used to. So that moment of reflecting and saying, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Why am I feeling this way? Where is this coming from? And is, and you know, these types of emotions are caused by a threat right? Like a perceived threat, like there's a threat to, it could be your reputation, your, like, and if we're talking about within companies, you're standing in the company, your relationships. So there can be a lot at stake and fear is just a red flag. Like, Hey, you're, you're going into territory where you might be putting some things at risk. And that's the moment to evaluate, you know, how big is this threat? It, it, it And even let's start from the beginning is this a real threat? Right. Cause sometimes we, we ask people questions like how likely is that to happen? And, you know, sometimes our clients will respond like, Oh, well, probably not likely, but until that moment, they really had to reflect on how likely will this really happen? This worst case scenario in their minds, it was so likely but it was unexamined. It was like, oh my God, if I speak up or if I ask for this, this horrible thing is going to happen. And when we examine it, then we realize, okay, it's probably not going to look the way my mind had envisioned it, right? So this moment of reflection is really important, but that's not to say the fear will completely go away. There will always be a little bit of risk. And that's what you're going to need to muster the courage for. Like, And you can always, you know, look back to your values, look back to your goals, your own mission and ask yourself, is it important that I do this? And I know for some of my clients, they move forward. They, they sum up the courage by saying to themselves, I don't want to live in regret. I don't want to keep going on the way I'm going, wishing I had done something before that doesn't necessarily pave the way and make it easy, but that's what helps them muster the courage. Like I must do this, even though I'm afraid, even though there's risk, I really need to move forward. Yeah. They want to step up. I've got to step up in this instant and take advantage of this opportunity because I, they actually become fearful in a way. Like if I don't do this now, I may miss out Mm -hmm. on what could possibly be in my future. Yeah, they do muster it up at that moment. And I have to tell you, Jody, you don't know this, and this is going to be a surprise for you today, but I am working on a pioneering bingo game. <laughs> and you actually, Jody, 
you got one today. Take a risk is on my new bingo game. So love it. Love it. Okay. And as we're thinking about, you know, pioneers and it's always, you know, I just want to say it's good to have some fun, but we are here to really talk to, about women and leading and, and how, you know, pioneering can create opportunities and challenges. I think something that helps a lot of pioneers is this idea of just making some progress, mm-hmm. you know, not worrying about, I've got to think about the destination right now. They're focused on how do I keep moving forward because I'm doing something new and they're learning as they're doing it. Do you have any thoughts on that, Jody? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's good to know what the goal is, right? Where am I heading, right? You got to bring your head up, look into the distance and say, where do I want to end up? But you can't keep looking at that because it starts to feel really far away. And you start to feel like you're not making progress. So at some point, you do need to get heads down and think about what, are the, what is the next step and the next step and the next step. What's the shorter milestone I need to get to, right? When somebody's running a marathon, they're not the whole time going 26 miles, 26 miles, right, 26 exactly. miles, right? They're going, how do I get to the next mile? And how how am I doing with this mile? How am I doing here? You know, they break it down in their head to those, you know, smaller steps to help them keep momentum. Because if the whole time you're kind of, you're focusing on how am I doing against 26 miles? Like that can start to feel defeating. Um, And so, yes, every now and again, you do, again, want to bring your head up and go, okay, how am I doing against 26 miles? And then you put your head back down. Right. And you You don't want to lose track of your vision and where you're headed. But I, I think of it as, especially, you know, I do a lot of hiking, right? And you have to have sometimes a steady pace. If you start out the gun, just like a marathon runner, right? And you're going at full tilt, you'll exhaust yourself. You'll never get to the end. So it's that steady progress moving forward and encouraging other people to do the same because there's people behind you. They're watching what you're doing. And maybe you're actually leading them as you're a pioneer and you've got to make sure that, you know, they're coming with you. They're with you. You're not getting way ahead of them and they can't keep up. Yes. And I was just talking about this on a group coaching um, call I was doing yesterday where somebody had spoken up. We were talking about what are the things that cause us to shut down, right? Or feel bad. And towards the end of the call, somebody brought up, you know, I feel regret when I wanted to say something and I let the moment pass, you know, and I knew I should have spoken up or said something. And a lot of what we were talking about on the call was where can you find a corner of power, right? Where, what baby step can you take where maybe you're not ready to make the gigantic leap, but in the moment, what can you do and say? And, you know, we explored like, okay, maybe, this wasn't the right time to have the conversation or you didn't feel completely prepared about the conversation, but something needed to be said. And what they identified was, well, I can say, I want to talk to you about this. Can we schedule another time to talk about that? You know, so at least you've made it, it's like, quote unquote, public, right? Somebody else knows you want to have the conversation. Now you have time to get prepared and have that conversation. There's no regret, 
right? You may not have said everything that you wanted to say in the moment, but there might've been reasons for that, but the conversation is going to happen. Like that's a win that you've scheduled the meeting to have the conversation. It's a baby step, but it's progress and you will get there. Right. Take that opportunity to learn what can I do right now that's going to help me move forward. And that could be one of the strategies. Very similar. I had a conversation with someone about the same thing. I'm at a table, but I don't, I'm not speaking up. What's holding you back from speaking up? Well, you know, they feeling they're not prepared to give their opinion. Okay. As you're talking to other people, take a minute, take 10 seconds, take a breath, write down your thoughts, look at them. And then if you're ready and comfortable, you can speak up and you've kind of processed that in your head. You've thought about what you want to say. You jotted it down, just a couple of bullet points. Take a breath, look at that. And then if you're comfortable, speak up another way just to empower yourself to kind of step into your own voice or your own empowerment Mm -hmm. and give your opinions on what's being said. That's a great point too, Ellen, because rarely is there a situation where we can't go back. Right. And I don't mean going back to the past and changing the past. I'm talking about if you miss the opportunity in the moment, you can create the opportunity later. Right. You you may have not felt the courage to speak up or had your thought completely articulated in your head to, to deliver it. So you write some notes, you take a breath, take a drink of water, read the room right? Look around, read the room and then think about like, will I regret not saying this? You know, that sort of thing. Again, you can ask yourself. And then when you're ready, if you're ready, you can then speak up and even say, can we go back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago? Here's a thought I'm having, you know, like it's not a missed opportunity if you could recreate it. Yeah, exactly. And I love that, Jody, that you brought that up. It happens all the time where people in meetings say, "Um, I'm just wondering if we could step back for a minute, because I had a thought on the previous conversation that we had, and I just wanted to interject my thoughts. Of course, everyone's going to say, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did you want to say? Yeah, because that happens. Like, it so, happens. you know, it had like in meetings, I'm either facilitating or myself in the meeting where I'm just like, oh, sh-, you know, either for myself, like, oh, shoot, I should have said something, you know, or somebody else says like, exactly like, like you said, like, oh, you know, uh, I, I'm, fe- I'm a little concerned. Can we go over this again? Yes, absolutely. The feeling is, yes, we don't want to leave, you know, a stone unturned. We want to make sure everyone is heard and everything that we need to consider is on the table. Yeah, for sure. You know, the other thing when I think about pioneering is that a lot of times people have the perception that pioneers, that they have every tool they need in their backpack. But, you know, I don't think it's necessarily true. And one of the things I think is really important for people that are out breaking new trail is recognizing when do I need to ask for help? Mm -hmm. When do I need to say, this is not in my backpack, but I know somebody else that has it and I'm going to go seek them out to help me. Do you find, Jody, when you're talking to women leaders, especially as they're going through major change, you know, perhaps they're doing change management in the organization, 
Are they looking at how do they ask for help and who do they go to mm-hmm. get help? Yeah, I think this is one of the biggest obstacles within organizations, um, especially for women, this notion that I have to have it all together, Hmm. right? And if I don't, I need to keep that a secret, right? The whole imposter syndrome, like, you know, like I feel like a fraud and I need to do everything I can to make sure nobody discovers that I'm not as competent or capable as I think I am, right? And that's, that is a myth. Like I've been there. I live that. It's it's exhausting and it's excruciating and so stressful. I think we need to embrace or well, first, get rid of this notion of like the self-made man. There is no such thing. Nobody is self-made. Everybody had mentors. Everybody got a leg up. Yes, there are people who worked really hard, but I've yet to meet somebody who hasn't worked really hard (laughs) for something they wanted. So, you know, but we all depend on our network to help us, you know, and I know in my business, some of the best resources I have in my business didn't come because I was doing a Google search. It's because somebody who was using the resource told me about it. And then I did the Google search and found out more about it. But without that that hint that, you know, that, that suggestion, I would never have gone there. We're also losing out on other people contributing to us. Like other people have a perspective on the situation that we don't have. And when we collaborate, when we partner and when we work together, we can create something even better right? I mean, there, there is this notion that like the pioneer is by themselves. They, they know. No, <laughs> like, not at it, all. It fact, never really happened that good way. Pioneers are out there looking for other people who they can take information from and use it to help make progress that they're, you know, trying to make yeah. as, as you're implementing whatever change, if they're in an organization and they're saying, okay, this is going to be new for the organization. But I know I'm going to need help, whether it's communication, whether it's technical expertise, mm-hmm. whether it's how they go about implementing a new process and procedure. There's people in organizations that that's what they do. And when the pioneer goes out there and says, OK, I know I need to do this. I want to make progress. But these are the skills I need to go and find to help have us all move forward together and make it really successful. Yeah. Even on the outset, the pioneer is building upon the work of pioneers that came before them, whether that's within their own organization or they got the idea or the concept from outside of the organization. Like it came to them some certain way, but to really expand it, you need to identify inside and out of the organization, who can help me do this? Who can help me deliver it? Just like you said. And when you you were describing the different areas that they may have to tap into in order to deliver on their idea, I'm also thinking about the communication network. You yeah. have to get buy-in from people as well. Your idea will not stand on its own. You have to bring other people into your idea because they will help you communicate it out to the entire organization. Such a big part of it. And when you're laying out your plan and and I have, you know, the planning is on my pioneering bingo and you have your plan, right? And you have plan A, plan B, plan C. 
all of those plans still have to be communicated to everybody within the organization that's helping you make progress because they need to be bought into what you're trying to achieve for the organization, or even if it's just for yourself as a professional, right? right? It's like, you know, people often say, why do I need a coach? You know, what, why do I need a leadership coach? Well, I say, if you're a swimmer, a professional swimmer, do you have a swimming coach? And then people are like, they think about leadership or being a pioneer. Do they need a coach? Well, of course they could use a coach to be better at what they do because it's just another layer of support for them to have people have them to give them a new perspective of how they can move forward and some other things that they can be thinking about that's going to make them even better as leaders to other people that they're working with. Yes. And I would say for the pioneer, there are two critical types of people that you need in your inner circle. You need your cheerleaders, right? The people who just love you and are going to support you. And you can go to when you're feeling tired and down and they're going to be like, you're doing great work. You Keep it up. Keep it up. We need that, right? We need those people who just believe in us no matter what. And the other person is the coach, you know, or coaches, you know, and I often say only hire a coach if you want to get better at what you're doing. Right. Because if you don't want to get better, don't hire a coach. Right. I and, love that expression, Jody, by the way. Right. Like if you're not down with getting better at what you're doing, coaching is not for you because you will hate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the other thing is, you know, only hire a coach if you want to identify your blind spots, because that's mm -hmm. what you're hiring the coach for. The coach is not going to, you know, their job isn't to tell you what you already know. Right. And I think sometimes people are like, well, I already know the basics. Right. Do you want to know more? Do, do you want to get to that intermediate, advanced, you know, highly professional, skilled level? Like there's always more to learn. Right. If you're somebody who believes there's always more to learn and you want to you want to take your leadership to the next level, a coach can definitely take you there. Yeah. And of course, I believe in that. You believe in that. And actually, it's been really transformational to support my own pioneering journey and how I want to progress and help empower women. But let's move on to this last topic, because I can't believe our conversation has already gone by so fast. It's like, this is crazy. Um, you know, I think the other thing I just wanted to talk about, you know, sometimes pioneers, they have to reassess. <laughs> they have to say, you know, this was a great vision. It was a great plan but I think we need to make some changes because it's not, given the circumstances, it's not working out the way we thought it was going to. My conversation with Jody Flynn was flying by. So you can catch the rest of my conversation with Jody on Pioneers at Work, episode 15, where we will cover a conversation about when you need to reassess, evaluate your options, and also when you need to look for growth opportunities for yourself and for the people around you. And lastly, Jody and I will talk about tenacity and how tenacity shows up in your pioneering journey as you try to make progress and blaze a new trail. All this and more on Pioneers at Work, episode 15. There's nothing I love more than having people share their trailblazing stories. If you'd love to share your story with me, contact me 
at ellenempowhers.com. That's ellenempowhers, H-E-R-S, dot com. And let's schedule a time to chat so that you can tell me your story. Have a great week. Take care and bye for now.